Welcome to the Bomb Shelter, your weekly journey through the miraculous world of film. So, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. This is episode 12 of yes. the Bomb Shelter, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, it's just number 12. Okay. All right. Garfield was 11. I never forget an episode, in Gar especially one concerning Garfield, and Garfield was number 11. Okay. Great. Well, as you've heard, we got Pat. Max is also yeah. here, and I don't know who I am. I I forgot. Um, oh, you're you're um, you're like a nerd that likes robots, right? I can tell because you have glasses. Oh, <laughs> do I? Okay, yeah, sure. I guess that's me. So, yeah. welcome to. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I was born three minutes ago. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the bomb shelter. Yes. It's a podcast. That's exactly what we're doing. About uh, generally accepted bad films. Yes. And very we, good, Max. Because every film is a miracle. I yeah. think we try to be nice about things them look here's the thing uh max usually reads this off of a teleprompter but he doesn't have his glasses today so he's squinting at a teleprompter who's max i think he just what <laughs> what i i, I Are you? i'm I, I am a being who was born a couple of minutes ago so i i'm learning how to speak on the fly okay so what what do you want me to call you newborn being uh well i don't i don't know that many words yet so names i wouldn't well, for i wouldn't know a name that i like i'm sorry for for being how about i call you feminator and we just get along with it how about we just do that oh that sounds lovely let's let's that sounds lovely so feminator and i are going to talk about uh so our feature presentation today because again I'm doing this because the bit is that Feminator doesn't know that many words. So I'm, I guess I'm going to have to MC this. Um, what? I, me, <laughs> me and Feminator are uh, going to talk about the... I mean, we've talked about some pretty fun movies on this show, haven't we? And the movie we're going to talk about today, uh, it's, it's marginally fun. It is the Mexican uh, romantic comedy sci-fi film plan v uh it is a very fun i wouldn't say sci-fi <laughs> oh you know you know the word sci-fi feminator well it's written in front of me and on these random <laughs> notes that i i I'd only saw till just now this is a fun bit um so what's going to happen right now is that feminator is going to scan the random notes he has in front of him and he's going to tell us the plot of the... Well, first of all, we have a couple sections to get into, don't we, Feminator? Well, first of all, I don't know how I would know this, but I am sure I should probably ask the audience to subscribe on their podcast platform <laughs> of preference and to tell a friend about the show. Which show? I, I'm not certain. But... Yeah. I think... Maybe, yeah, sure. I, I think... I think what I'm supposed to say is subscribe to the bomb shelter and tell a friend. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what's on his teleprompter. Um, and as thank a, you very much for doing that. Yeah. And as a precursor to the film discussion, 
to what uh, other people call the feature presentation. Um, exactly. We <laughs> sometimes like to discuss, well, not we, Max and Pat sometimes like to discuss the film and television that they saw over the last seven days. So why don't oh, you, you get remember who Max off? is? Well, <laughs> I'm I'm seeing a lot of holes in your logic, yeah, you're, Feminator. You're poking <laughs> holes in the logic just <laughs> in this uh, random bit where I'm pretending that I forgot <laughs> who I was. Very, we did not discuss this beforehand, no. so I was very. I had to yes and a lot of things, and it's and it's yes anding that consistent poking holes at logic which is the funniest part of bits congratulations uh <laughs> i think we i think we've done an improv we've done an improv uh for max, six minutes before max i'm not gonna call you feminator anymore um what was the thing you were saying before you were so rudely interrupted by me oh we're, we're gonna talk about the films and television that we saw over the last seven days it's My God, a yes. segment that is called What Did We Watch Last Week? It's quite simple in nature. <laughs> Would you yeah, like very to get us started, Pat, mentioning oh, oh a my film God. or television show? Well, this week I've watched a lot of stuff. Uh, I watched... Uh, the first thing that I remember watching this week is the first two episodes of the new Black Mirror season. Um, to me, Black Mirror is not something you binge... Uh, but something that is meant to kind of be savored. So I'm going a little bit at a time. I watched the first episode. Yeah, and I especially liked... all the episodes are feature length. So Yeah, they're all like an hour long. Uh, I really enjoy- I enjoyed the conceit of the first one of like image usage and artificially created versions of or like what like celebrity really means right now um, and how it's so interchangeable with like representations of celebrity and stuff like that which is fun okay. you know and then it really fell apart for me with like the fictive levels and all that stuff and it's like no we're in a simulation right now it's like i didn't need this to happen uh it's funny but it's it kind of deflates the episode for me a little bit and i watched the second one which i thought was very good lock henry very good very good episode of tv i i only saw joan is awful so far i've only seen joan is awful so far and I thought it was both terrifying and really funny. It, yeah, the, con the concept worked for things. me uh, very, very well. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't understand why there there are so many videos out there with uh, Annie Murphy's face on the thumbnail, Annie Murphy as Joan, and <laughs> it, it says it says on the yeah, thumbnail, yeah, yeah. "Black Mirror sucks now." Like, what what the hell are you talking Man, about? That's that is very weird because this seemed like there's a, there's people that I follow that are like Black Mirror doesn't feel like Black Mirror anymore. This feels very Black Mirror-y. Very, very much so. In a sense, yes. But in a different sense, it's it's evolved. And well, the last season, it's it's been a couple of years. So I think that's yeah. to be expected of a show that's an anthology anyway. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, been yeah, gone for so. a while. I like Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek kills it as herself. Salma Hayek saying new... a lot of swear words made me laugh a lot. That's that. I'm a oh, simple is... guy. I'm a simple guy, and I like. Uh, I like swear uh, words. 
I like swear words spoken by a woman who speaks perfect English but chooses not to <laughs> for her public persona, which is fun. It's cool. Certainly is. Uh, what did you watch this week, Max? Well, uh, yesterday, I guess that. Yeah, yesterday, the final episode of the HBO original series, The Idol, came out. <laughs> so I've completed. To thunderous booze. To thunderous booze. I guess. Well, I'm, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how you, how you would be able to tell if people were booing a television show. Were you like in a public square where people were watching The Idol together? No, but Twitter is pretty much that. <laughs> That's what Twitter is. Sure. Kinda. Okay. Yeah. Twitter also sucks, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, I know, but that, that <laughs> it is it is where you it is where you go to see all the negativity being directed at things. Yeah, and I well, I would like to quote one of my uh, favorite YouTubers, video creators. When yeah. I say that the idol is looking pretty and doing as little as possible, that's yeah. how I would summarize the idol. Because <laughs> when, I mean, they shot the show completely on film, just like they did season two of Euphoria. And Marcel Rev is the director of photography again. So yeah. the show is it's almost impossible for the show to look bad but everything okay. else questionable at the very least <laughs> and that's what i'm yeah i, I would I'm, imagine I'm leave it at that when it comes to the idol i i feel like i need some more time to well and truly process <laughs> what happened across those five episodes Which i remember seeing a trailer that said a six episode event but i guess nope. something happened it's called Everyone Hates It. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. No, I I haven't seen it. I didn't want to... I, I saw the the Rolling Stone story about the unhealthy work environment and uh, and sort of saw the trailer and I was like, I don't want to... I don't want to patronize these people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to... I don't want to, like, sponsor the conversation around this. So I didn't tweet anything about it. I didn't... I tried not to support that conversation. I'm going to watch it in like a month when it's faded away from conversation. Um, and then I'm going to never think about it again, probably. It, it doesn't sound like a show that I would enjoy watching. Uh, however, something that I did enjoy watching is my... Uh, I did a double feature of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I watched... Um, I watched... I, I did a triple feature, two of them Paul Thomas Anderson movies, and one of them a Martin Scorsese film that I had never seen. I saw The Master, which I have seen before. I saw There Will Be... No, The Master I haven't seen before, and I loved it. I saw There Will Be Blood. It's amazing. It's so, so good. Um, and then I watched The Departed. I had never watched The Departed, and I really liked it. It is very long, and it is very violent. But it is also very Martin Scorsese, and it's not like I thought it was just like a mafia movie. It's so much more oh, no. like a thriller, like a psychological yeah. tug of war of uh, that is formed by, by sudden 
murder that is done with zero fanfare. Um, yeah, it's super, super interesting movie to me. Uh, that was the triple feature that I did last week, which was a pretty fun, pretty fun time, I will say. Pretty good day spent. Fantastic. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson, Martin Scorsese, those are... Those are quite Those are names. the modern names. auteurs. <laughs> yeah. A, a, another modern auteur whose movie I uh, enjoyed very much last week is Wes Anderson. I, uh-huh. Because of the part of the world that I am right now, I haven't been able to see Asteroid City. But I did yeah. watch Grand Budapest Hotel for the first time. Ooh, that's a good movie. I've been also digging into the man whose books inspired it, whose name is Stefan Zweig, who's an Austrian okay. man who fled, an Austrian Jewish man who fled the Second World War. So I'm, I'm getting into his books. Mm. And the Grand Budapest Hotel is perhaps, maybe, possibly, it's either that or Fantastic Mr. Fox. Wes Anderson's best magic trick. I, I I am aware of the filmmaking process and how things work. But Wes Anderson, to me, still comes off as witnessing a live magic trick. That's the feeling that his yeah. films cause in me. And Yeah, it's pretty great. The Grand Budapest Hotel is a damn good trick. An amazing... Yeah, it is amazing i do think that so far i haven't seen asteroid city yet but i do feel like grand budapest like of course the the farther his career has gotten the more resources he's been able to muster up like i i love life aquatic i really like life aquatic but uh yeah grand budapest has has a little some that the rest of his movies don't have maybe it's the sense of scale maybe it's uh Maybe it's, I mean, Ray Fiennes is amazing in oh, everything yeah. he's Favorite in. Favorite performance of his. He's, Easy. He's he's so good. He's so, every he's time so I watch funny. the Yeah, he's funny. Every time I watch the Harry Potter movies, I'm reminded of how, like, yeah, they're a lot of fantasy, but whenever they let Ray Fiennes and Alan Rickman, like, do their thing, it becomes so so interesting, and they own those movies, at, especially by the end. Oh, for and sure. And Ray finds, and Ray finds in this movie particularly is so good. He's very funny. He's very charming and charismatic. And there are times when you forget that he was Voldemort, like, because he's unrecognizable as Voldemort. And in this, he's like, like bossing Tony Revolori around hopping on his trains and his and his trucks and it's oh it's and it looks so pretty it looks it's such a pretty movie oh yeah definitely yeah yeah uh what else did i watch uh i watched uh sweeney todd for the first time is that because somebody somebody had told me that the movie was bad and i was Uh. like i need to and then i but i've also been on like a i want to watch a lot of tim burton movies because he's a guy who's Early work, I really enjoy. Like, I love Big Fish, and I love... Like, Beetlejuice is one of my favorite movies, and Edward Scissorhands is great, and Sleepy Hollow. I I like... It's weird. I appreciate how weird it is. Um, Right. I love... I mean, his Batman movie... I mean, Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman for a reason, 
and he's got my favorite Batmobile and one of my favorite Batman moments, which is where the Batwing flies in front of the moon and then falls back down. I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, so I was and I was under the impression that it was bad or that people thought that the movie was bad or whatever. And I watched it and then I read like contemporary reviews of it and he was like he was given like the like the Silver Bear award for like direct or he was given some sort of award for directing the movie and, and like it was very critically well received. So I what I ended up in and this is like a thought exercise more than it is the process of watching a movie. It's like I had to really dig into my own psyche and be like, did someone really tell me that Sweeney Todd is bad? Or did I just assume and never watched it for that reason? Because it's great. I mean, it's maybe, very, very good. Maybe an adult told you that it was bad when it came out <laughs> and you were a child and that adult had yeah, a big impression a child. on you in your life. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but it's great. It's very, very good. And Johnny Depp is really good in it. Alan Rickman is... I mean, Alan Rickman's good in everything. He was really good in this. Um, whoever... I mean, Helena Bonham Carter. Again, good in everything she's in. Uh, yeah, super fun movie. I, I don't know why I waited so long to watch it. I'm a big Burton head, so I was also... I was surprised at how Burton-y they allowed him to make the movie, considering that it's based off of like a very protected like musicals like Sondheim protected all of his musicals oh and like I'm I'm surprised that he that he allowed Sweeney Todd to be so Burton-y because it's very Burton-y man like Sondheim yeah but Sondheim is a I think he likes may he rest in peace he, he like oh yeah rest in peace he I'm I'm assuming this based off never having met the guy but <laughs> yeah. I bet he would have loved something hyper stylized made out of his work I, I feel like that's something maybe yeah maybe that's why he let uh spielberg do his thing with west side story because it's very spielbergy especially like late career spielbergy um yeah and uh what else was made out of the musical of his recently um yeah that, i mean that's all i can think of is it's because uh, he died a little before West Side Story, the Spielberg one came out. I'm gonna look this up. And why? But yeah, man, I'm. Up? I mean, huh? But like you, you, you're right. It does sound. He does sound like a guy that appreciates like a, a love for his work, but would also appreciate Tim Burton just like doing his thing. And I don't think, like, um. And I do think that it's a, a musical that is very suited to Tim Burton's particular sensibilities and like the London of it all and the paleness and the the weird little knives and the fact that he's allowed to like do things with body parts like he likes hands like popping out of things and he likes his skeletons and he likes like fiery and grimy machinery. So like, yeah, it's very, very adequated to his... To his um, to his toolkit, so to speak. Well, while you look that stuff up, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, just I'm just I'm gonna, gonna mention up. real quick some stuff that we're I'm not gonna discuss a lot further because we're either gonna later or we're not just we're just not interested. 
I am caught up on the current season of Secret Invasion. Oh, some interesting cool. things going on there. And then yeah. I also saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny opening day. Oh yes, but Pat hasn't put it in my veins, which is why I have not. It is my. It is one of my multiple birthday gifts to myself. I'm gonna go watch Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, lean back on the on the on the cinema theater uh, seats. Uh, I watched Indiana. I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is my personal favorite movie, and Temple of Doom. Uh, uh, in preparation, because I had seen I've seen Last Crusade recently, because I think it's amazing. I just really love Raiders, um, and I'm I'm very excited. I know the reception to it has been tepid, mixed, so to speak, uh, but I'm really excited to watch it. Um, a person who's on the internet, whose opinion I respect a lot, and whose tastes tend to align with mine in that sense. Who's that? Gave, that would be Lon Harris. That would be one of the oh. writers of Honest Trailers. Uh, nice. He's a guy who I find to be really, really educated when it comes to film. He, he knows a lot about movies and TV, and his tastes tend to align to mine a little bit, and his takes on stuff tend to align with mine in terms of AI and in terms of, like, panic, like, moral panics and stuff like that. Like, I see. Yeah, he's, he's, a guy, he's a guy that I tend to agree with a lot, and he gave, came out very positively with this movie, so I'm, it got me excited for it. Uh, so yeah, I want to watch that, and I watched the first two Indiana Jones movies in preparation this week. That's another thing that I watched this week. Nice. But Max, unless you have anything else to say, we, God, God, I wish we got I a movie, didn't I? We got <laughs> we got a movie to talk about here. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about this movie, or should I talk about the plot of this movie? I can take it. Uh... Yeah, go go ahead, buddy. So yeah. Plan V is <laughs> This a, was your suggestion. Because, you know, I, I am aware that, you know, us being tortured is good content. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm of aware course. of that. And yeah, if, yeah, yeah. That, this is a movie that you can torture me with. Or, <laughs> you know what? At the very least, you could have a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so, Plan V is a Mexican romantic comedy about a young socialite who... Yeah. Lives uh, in a huge house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lives young, in a well, giant yeah. house. Young socialite who, uh, well, she breaks up with her partner because yes. her partner, who is a Mexican soap opera star turns out to be gay and having an affair with his manager. My God. And her friends and her come up with a plan where she can find a man that will be in love with her forever if he's a virgin when they start seeing each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is how everything works. It's a ridiculous conceit that would only work in, <laughs> in, in, a like, movie, a, yeah. in like a 90s, 2000s sex comedy. Yeah, sure. And they decide to find this person at a college campus, specifically yeah. in the robotics 
field. Now, <laughs> yeah, of course. Our protagonist, her father, a big-time robotics professor who passed passed away a couple of years before the start of the plot of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our protagonist enrolls in a well, what would you call it? A a robotics workshop that's yes. supposed to help the people who take it to participate in the bot wars event, which is just uh, uh, robots fighting each other, remote yeah, it's, control. It's battle bots. Battle bots. <laughs> there you go. And she meets the romantic lead of the film at this robotics program. Yes. Or they and he's this incredibly hot, like, so hot. he's so hot, man. <laughs> he's this incredibly he hot virgin nerd. <laughs> yeah, who's also in the swim team and who's also really charming and personable and also really nice. He's he's all the things. He's all the movie things. All the movie things. And he's he's movie man. <laughs> Our protagonist ends up falling for this for this guy. To be honest, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Of course, yeah. And I don't fault her for falling. I, I almost fell for this guy. And then I was reminded that he's fictional. That he is a terrible character. <laughs> he, yeah, I, I became saddened that he was not a real person. Damn it. Yeah. So <laughs> they, well, yes. They fall in love and they have sex in the pool that he swims in. Yes, As being bros. part of the swim team. And the day after, he finds out about this little ploy that she and her friends made. Which, stupidly, they did a whole fucking PowerPoint presentation <laughs> about this plan. Oh, yeah, it's And one, one of the women in, in this robotics workshop gets into the protagonist's computer, sees the presentation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then shows it to everyone on the robotics team. And he, only his feelings are hurt. And he's a bit offended. And so she ends up working by herself during this robotics workshop, builds a robot called Feminator. And yeah. her dead father comes to her in her dreams and helps her finish yeah, the yeah. robot. <laughs> yeah. Ghost dad. Ghost like dad. one of my favorite tropes. One of my favorite tropes is the ghost dad. He's and it's a pretty good trope. Then the battle bots event is actually happening. Yeah. And our protagonist wins the event and reunites with the romantic lead. The end. Yes. Man, That's... where do we even begin? I, <laughs> I, I enjoy. I my general opinion on this movie is like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that is so weird, yet so bland and generic. Like I, I didn't think that was possible for a for a movie, particularly in this genre, because it's so, it is very bland and it is very generic, and it has all these tropes. Like by minute forty. By minute 10, you know how the rest of this movie is going to go. It's like she's going to find the guy, and then the guy's feelings are going to be hurt for some reason. And then, because we both saw Cindy La Regia. Yeah. We both saw it. It's the same plot, but the details are different. 
and the details of these the of this coloring. movie are so are so specific. They're so insanely specific to the point of like she's a robotics prodigy. Her dad was this robotics nerd who made all these books, and an entire wing of a university is named after him. But That's she's true. also like an but she's also like an it girl with two airhead friends. And she's also like smart when she needs to be and not that smart when she needs to be. And then also they have this whole battle bots event at the end of the movie. Like it's like it's like it's it's like real steel. Like you know that Hugh Jackman movie where he and his son are fighting rob are like have like a robot that boxes boxes another robot and Hugh Jackman has to box so the robot can copy his actions. It's so weird and specific. And it's also, but it also has to be like a sex comedy, like Porky's or like Cindy La Regia. And it also has to do all this, like, so, like, uh, tropes of like the nerd and the jock and the it girl and the popular girl. And it also has to have, like, it has to have so many weird things happen in it for the, for the movie as the premise goes to exist and to function. It's a miracle that all these things are coexisting in this movie and you're still away like that was a movie. Like that was one movie. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's how is how is everybody not on top of this movie right now? It's crazy. It's so it's one of the weirdest movies well, I've seen in a while. Let me and tell it's you something. Weird for no reason. Let, let me tell you well, so in in terms of just positivity. Let's go with positives, yeah. I think the plot has a lot of potential. And I think the actors have bought in 100%, especially (laughs) the women. So there's the main woman. I think her name is Paula. She's played by Natasha Duperon. She's 100% bought in. And then there are her two friends, her two cliche friends. Yeah. Who get less... I will say yeah. they get less cliche as the movie goes on, which I was surprised by. I was very, very surprised by it. They do have a bit of character development, yes, sir. So, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they're played by Maria Gabriela de Faria and Stephanie Gerard, and the yes. characters' names Who- are Jennifer and Fernanda. Yes, and them together, they. I I can see I can see them working as a comedic trio in a different yeah, film. Yeah, they're fun. They're charming. They're charming and they're fully committed to the premise, which is, <laughs> which is in, appreciated. They're into the bit, yeah. <laughs> it's very appreciated. Um yeah, I guess I guess in terms of like everyone in this movie is pretending like this world this isn't a weird world that they're living in or like a weird story. It's super and campy like, is what you're trying it's to say. It's super it's super campy, but they're in. But no one is acknowledging how campy it is, which just makes it funnier. It just makes it so much like they're fully engaged in how campy this world is. Oh, absolutely! So I was like, okay, yeah, like they, in a weird sense, they know what movie they're on, and they know what they're making. Like, there's not a lot of like character and serious moments are like no we know what this is we know exactly how goofy and weird this is this is it's like weird science or porkies or all it's like weird science mixed with porkies 
and also a little dash of real steel sprinkled in because they have battle bots in this movie. It's very weird. Sure. Um, in terms of positivity, uh, well, uh, damn it. I have a couple. I have a couple things. Maybe. Um, All right. Let me know. What, what What are they? Yeah. I like I like I said the characters do get less cliche as the movie goes on because slightly they and slightly and also this movie has a cool thing which is like there's no first of all there's no real antagonist like the antagonist quote unquote of this movie is the like guy from the scorpions like the main guy from the scorpions because everyone else in this movie they're just very supportive towards each other, and I was very, and it, I thought it was very refreshing. Like the friends are very supportive of her, and like there's no friction between them at the moment of like, hey, oh. it it was about seducing this dude, but it was also about reconnecting with my dad and that stuff, reconnecting with my ghost dad, which I thought was very very funny and very refreshing. I I can't believe I'm saying this because this movie is very bad. It was very refreshing for this. It was very refreshing for this particular genre to me that she has two very supportive it girl friends who are like, "Yeah, man, we'll help you build a robot. No sweat." Like I was, I thought that was very nice. And like the dudes supporting each other, and like the women supporting each other. And I did not, I did not think walking into a movie that's this generic that I was going to get that sort of dynamic which i was i was in terms of positives it was something that i found to be surprising yeah the world is really campy i have i have here like a note of like uh i like how they have like a weird jets and sharks robotics rivalry to the point that the alacranes or the scorpions sorry have like monogrammed leather jackets yeah <laughs> and they come up to bully people and i was like yeah this is great i super, like this super campy super 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 super, super dumb campy. yeah it's it's yeah. camp that i don't think it goes the extra mile and that's the problem yeah probably if they did this like full adam west batman of like they're doing well, dumb well. jokes and like i mean i i love adam west batman so like I like that this movie should have been like that scene in the movie where Adam West is has like a bomb, but he can't get he can't like throw it because he would have to throw it into like a bunch of nuns. And then he turns around and there's like a marching band Then he turns around and tries to throw it. But there's like a like a couple with a baby. And he tries to throw it around and it's the same nuns. And then he turns around and it's the same marching band. He does it for a good while. And then he just turns around and looks to camera and goes, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And I was like, I wish... I wish that sensibility was the entire movie. Like, the movie is content in... This is a very weird, campy world. But they don't fill it with characters that are campy, except for the side characters. Like, the main characters are very vanilla and bland. Sure. Okay. But they yeah. have, like, all... They have, like, a couple... Like, especially that, like, blonde nerd that later turns into Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's the campiest thing in this movie, and you know? I really enjoyed shit. it. They're like, no <laughs> one sees that in... this guy is like tall and has six packs abs, 
and <laughs> yeah, it's, whatever. It's no, very no one funny can see that until he took his glasses off and start and stopped putting on hair gel. That is that is one of the most ridiculous conceits that the movie asked me to make, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> I I thought he was I thought he was the funniest part of the movie. Like this character is in an this this he looks like the Riddler from Adam West Batman. Like physically. I don't mean that he's dressed in green. Oh yeah, no. But no, he's no. got like the we he's got like the weird raised cheekbones and his eyes are all crazy and like yeah, this guy this guy knows what he's doing, but nobody told him that that's the wrong thing. So he's like yeah, the moment he pops like he's bloodthirsty the whole movie and then he pops out of like the the huge house that they're that the three are living in. Um, he pops out with like an extremely trendy sports coat. I was like, wow, this this character's from another movie. It was very entertaining. Or I guess no one told the rest of the cast to get on his level. Um, what else? Do you have any more positives? And uh, well, because uh... I would just love to get into random notes. Because this this is one of those movies where like we we could dig into like the bigger issues of the movie. But this movie's so weird that it's just like it's better to dig into specifics. I'm I'm also just... gonna dig into some 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 filmmaking stuff, like for sure, because oh yeah, so this, this got a wide release notes. in Mexico. <laughs> it 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 went all yeah. across the country. It got supported yeah, by yeah, taxpayer yeah. money, and for that, I think it has some glaring flaws. Yeah, but let's do it then. We we that's. We can let's let's mix it up. Let's make do some random, do some genuine critique here and there. So the the movie yeah, opens course. with a flashback to the robotic <laughs> professor, <laughs> and AKA Ghost Dad. Well, Ghost Dad, Ghost Dad, a young version of protagonist Paula and a younger version of current day robotics professor, who's obviously <laughs> just a forty year old man wearing a wig, and <laughs> yeah. and having shaved his beard. And pretending to have a lisp, because I was like, one of my notes is like, if the lisp is real, then the people who made this movie are mean, because they put a person with a lisp like in charge of a lot of dramatic dialogue of like, yeah, you can do this, Paula, you can do this, you got this. But then I looked it up, the actor doesn't have a lisp, so this is a character choice, and it's a very weird it's again a very weird specific character choice yeah of him just like having like three hairs on the top of his head that are like like a comb over and then just this weird lisp that he's talking with all the time very interesting to me oh absolutely um <laughs> it's, it's fascinating so right before paula finds out that her boyfriend is gay she yeah. gets uh she gets dressed up as the Little Mermaid and does this, <laughs> yeah. and does this whole, like you know, ro- romantic thing at the house where there's candles set up and flower petals, <laughs> and it smells nice. And the bubble machine. And the bubble machine. The bu- Don't forget the bubble machine. Oh well, that's yeah, that's that's the campiness you're looking through. <laughs> I, I mean. Oh my god. Or, Very or if, weird. If, if people find that attractive, that's good on. That's good on for them. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that would be a straight uh, a turn off for me. Yeah, and, and it's also like she's wearing like a dress that is so tight that would it would be difficult to remove. Like yes. she's on, 
It's so difficult to remove that she doesn't even bother changing clothes. She storms out of the house wearing that, like, it looks like Mary Jane's wedding dress from the Spider-Man comics. Like, it's just tight from waist to ankles. It's very, very... It very much very restricts funny. her movability and her being <laughs> yeah, able to course. walk normally. Yeah, of course. Very, it's, uh, I wrote here, what's going on with this mermaid strategy? Isn't she supposed to be smart? She's like a, she's, she's a smart person. Why is she doing this? I, I think there's a strong implication that she hasn't had any further education since high school, though. Oh, but she's a, ro you don't need to be after high school to be smart we know a lot of dumb college students we oh. know a lot of dumb college students and graduates oh for sure but like for sure but, but like the but, issue but is that like... this movie makes a point of like she's she's very smart and she's very capable a character that smart and capable one wouldn't would know that this is not like a good strategy for enticing a lover well, and number two, perhaps they and their relationship have this little, like mermaid kink. Maybe that's supposed to oh, be like maybe. a teaser that the guy is gay because he asked the yeah. his girlfriend to dress up as the little mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perhaps that. that, that I, is a I way hadn't to thought of that. that. I hadn't thought of that. That maybe there's one more campy element to this character, which is she has a mermaid kink, <laughs> and that it is just never it's just never brought up in the movie again. That's what no. that's what makes it strange and out of. Like if, oh, maybe that's why they do it in the pool. Because she's like, you no, I'm a what? mermaid. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we just unlocked another level to this movie. I think we just did. So <laughs> during during the opening, there's, my God, there's so many, so, so many drone shots of Mexico City. A lot City, of drone shots. Which is yeah. where this movie takes place. A lot place. of B-roll. And throughout the film, they're spread out quite evenly. They show you the city a couple of times. They show you the college campus a couple of times. The BattleBots arena as well. Yeah. There's so many drone shots in this <laughs> film. I feel like you can make a drinking game out of it. Yeah, sure. Let's let's. We should probably do it. And the next time we want to get wasted, we just do how many drone shots are in Plan V. How many? Let's try to look for references to mermaid kinks. We need that another well. watch, focusing on like how many bubbles are in the movie and how many seashells and how many like weird. Because it is weird that the both both scenes in which there is gonna there's sexual stuff that's gonna happen between her and a dude. There's water <laughs> elements in it. It's very weird. It's very very interesting, and I hadn't quite put that together yet. But you're right. Um, Once again, another um. So I think this is a good point to get into, like, because we've done the breakup, and the breakup is very stilted, like very stilted dialogue, just like you with your manager. How dare you? And then she leaves, and then she you has with to your call manager. Him. How dare you, son? <laughs> How dare you, sir? I am leaving the premises of this building. No, I will not be changing clothes. And I I'm will not require any help. <laughs> so she gets in an Uber pool. She goes but to her not friends. A, not, no, she gets in a pool. Not in an Uber pool. Not an Uber pool. I'm almost certain that they probably asked Uber, like, hey, would you would you <laughs> like to give us money in order for <laughs> us to highlight your brand? Movie? Yeah. And Uber yeah, said, yeah, yeah. 
no, as no. a matter of fact, we will sue you if you name us. <laughs> probably, yeah. That's probably what happened. So that, a lot of brands are pool. like that. A lot of brands are like that. I remember a story about the 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 the, the, the yeah, the one of my favorite shows ever, Party Down, and them trying to do a product integration with Soup Plantation. And Soup Plantation oh, said, okay. stay the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so she gets in a pool. She gets with her friends at the insanely well-lit restaurant where they're all facing the same way because it's easier to shoot that way. It's probably cheaper because you only have to shoot them once. <laughs> One direction, that's it. Yeah. Um, very weird. And they come up with this plan, which is, man, the reason she he's not in love with you, or the reason you can't keep a man, is because they've had sex with other people before you. So what you need is a virgin. Duh. Like easy. that's like <laughs> easy. When like they prove it later in the movie that like the friend is giving like a power it's it's a very PowerPoint centric movie. The friend is giving a PowerPoint presentation to all the dudes of like you got to check out this nefarious plan, guys. They're trying to take your virginities one by one, and all the dudes start celebrating. Like, oh, every yeah. sentence she makes of, like, no, but this is bad because they're trying to take your virginity from you. And everyone's like, yeah, dude, hell they yeah, go, I'm they, next, They celebrate, bro. they clap, they, get out, they yeah. get out of their seats. So their behavior doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like, the behavior doesn't change whether or not they're a virgin. So, like, what? what is this plan? Like, it's, it's uh, very, very weird, very movie. It's very much a movie plan of like, hey, let's get laid. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 Porky's in reverse. You, you know, <laughs> this, this film could have been book smart, but they went for the Big Bang Theory. That's what I wrote down. They went for Big Bang Theory because Big ba this was made in 2018. Big Bang Theory yeah. had just ended, I think. And Young Sheldon was about to start. So everyone was in that Big Bang Theory craze. I don't know why the show is terrible. <laughs> well, it's a bad show. Yeah, but it's got one. It's got two good performances in it, but it's a bad show. Um, sue me, sue me, CW. I don't know who makes that show. Warner, I CBO, think. CBO, CBS. Ah, so that, sue that, me, that CBS. Paramount, I think. Yeah, that's Par that's Viacom. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I wrote here. Hell yeah, I, I wrote a bunch of um, I wrote a bunch of statements that started with the words hell yeah. Uh, I wrote <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, battle bots. Um, I wrote hell yeah, pity uh, a pit bull to the rescue. If you're ever being catcalled, all you need is a pit bull. Oh, that's um, true. That happens. Hell yeah, PowerPoint party. Then later in the movie, hell yeah, another PowerPoint party. I like me some PowerPoints. And during and the first PowerPoint, PowerPoint montage, they one of the points that they go to, maybe we can find some guys, or maybe we can get laid with... Well, I, I don't think they say that explicitly. They lay out the options of types of virgins that are out there. And for some reason, one of those options is underage kids at a club. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of those is like, no, we need we need like... You know, kids with fake IDs, duh. It's like, what? What like, are you why? doing, man? No. Dear God. Yeah, six. It's, it's never they, quite clear they, how old our protagonists are. That That is, they that, that are is quite They are clearly confusing. college age. 
They one of them says she's she has like a a marketing class, like a a marketing class or something, which makes me think they're college age. So they're eighteen or older, which still makes it wrong that they're going to clubs and are like, no, what we need is what we need are virgins that are underage. And these under, but they like these underage kids are like violently groping them and stuff. It's oh, yeah. very weird. Then they go to a church. Well, first they go to, um, they go to like a comic con and they all get like angry with them. They're like, clearly you don't know the rules to this. And Machine Gun Kelly is there. Yeah. Machine Gun um, Kelly, because you're supposed to cosplay at comic con. So yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they so don't, they don't, they get turned away by the bouncer at comic con. You know, that famous bouncer at comic con, you know, the famous bouncer, you know how there's a bouncer at hall H of comic con. Very funny. I think, um, well, there, there might be a bouncer at Hall H specifically. In, in Hall H specifically, yeah, but uh, to enter a Comic-Con, you don't need you, you don't need to be like a nerd. You can just be press or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you can just be a normal then, person. Then they go to a church where, I assure you, all of those choir boys are also underage. Oh. All of them are probably also well, 100%, right? May, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't I don't know. I used, I used to sing in the church choir at age 12 but then again also it never happened that free women showed up sat in the front of, <laughs> yeah. of the mass and basic instinct the choir Speci which is what happens <laughs> yeah she basic instincts the choir of probably underage boys which is also very weird i'm i'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna then, refrain from saying that the choir boys are underaged and then but then number four is like we should just go to robotics class <laughs> specifically the robotics class that your dad helped start and uh, then they duh. find obviously. <laughs> obviously why did we think of that duh. before what the fuck <laughs> man <laughs> um yeah i wrote here a note that says pow is way too smart to think that this is a good plan and that recurred in the movie like every time something she did something re like i mean everyone makes mistakes and a person making a mistake is in a plot hole no but whenever she did something like egregiously stupid I was like, you're too smart to do this. Specifically when it's like, these two people are too smart to know, to like, have sex in a pool. Because it's, it's, from what I understand, it's gross. And it's just a yeast infection factory, baby. Um, well, I mean... Well, these people know that. Yeah, There's no way they don't know that. Throughout the film, you know, the other students that take part in the robotics workshop, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they're implied to be students. But they're all really, really bad, clearly, because the person who starts coming up with solution is Paula, who, again, yeah. we're not sure how old or and how long it has been since she's been actively engaging in, in study and that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like Tony Stark figuring out time travel. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she just arrives at a place. She's like, how about we do this? Okay, the problem is solved. <laughs> like, uh, like least, Tony Stark figured least, out time travel in four hours. <laughs> he, at he least, just knocked it out. Every time that Tony Stark comes up, well, in every film, Tony Stark comes up with a new big piece of tech that helps yeah. the plot, you know, run along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but like, specifically time travel. Like, nanobots are like his specific area of expertise, like robotics and engineering 
But, like, he figures out how to navigate space-time in the span of, like, maybe a couple of hours, because they go to visit him at his house. Let's, let's say and then 12 he just tells, to 20 in that space 12 to 20. And then, he, and then he just tells his AI, okay, invert that. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, change this. Okay, I figured it out. And then he just goes to Pepper Potts and it's like, hey, I figured out space-time. I should just chuck this in the river, right? Um, what other note do I have here? Oh yeah, for a PowerPoint-centric movie, they make really fucking ugly PowerPoint presentations. Just very aggressively ugly, bad-looking PowerPoint presentations. Just like, the, the background is like glitter, and the font is like Comic Sans, and they also have like, uh... Like the worst pictures or pictures that they they weren't capable of taking, um, just very funny stuff to me. An indicting PowerPoint presentation. An indicting, yeah. The smoking gun is a PowerPoint presentation that looks terrible. It was it was just like you can make this look a little better, right? Most likely, but then, I mean, I'm I'm not trying <laughs> to pile on, but there's some special effects shots that don't look. Oh, quite they're very nice. funny. Uh. <laughs> they look pretty great yeah um what else what else what else oh this is uh this is another note like for friends that are supposed to be like airheads or like we don't know what's happening half the time you know what i mean like they get really good at like infiltrating someone's computer and like doing data analysis to figure out whether or not well, someone is a virgin well. yeah very very I was like, wait, what? No, like, well, 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 well. With, with, the, with the main guy, they just they just kind of do a copy of his hard drive on a little USB, which is movie hacking. It's beautiful movie hacking. And they <laughs> find a hacking. little a PDF that says Virgin at 20. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty that is pretty conclusive evidence. That is conclusive evidence yeah. for sure. You don't need to be an analyst to figure that out. But like, exactly. he, but like uh, the friend, before she hacks the computer, and again, movie hacks with a USB, she does like data research on like men. <laughs> like she does her own research is what I mean. But mm. she's like very efficient, like makes out a whole PowerPoint presentation about like, it is scientifically proven via this source that 80% of men who are virgins appreciate their women a lot more. <laughs> it's like, okay. Cool. That's fun. That's movie science for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what um, are, what let, let, let me talk fun? a bit about the, the camera work in general in this film. Yeah, do uh, it, please. You know, in, in terms of shot selection, what they did is fine. You know, it suits the form, which is a romantic comedy. However, all the shots in terms of color look completely flat they look like there's a yeah there's a thick layer of gray on top of every shot yeah 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 which makes the movie look quite ugly even at points where it's supposed to look nice where you know the produ <laughs> yeah. production design did did, a, did an effort in order to make the movie look good but because of this sort of flat, boring, gray look that they went for in post-production, it just 
looks wrong. Yeah, Doesn't it looks it? very weird. It looks weird, and also, um, they don't do really any favors to themselves by having, like, the generic shot-reverse-shot nature of things, which, like, again, what, what you're saying is, like, you don't need to do a lot in a romantic comedy. But, like, the movie looks real weird from time to time, unless they're doing the battle bot stuff, because when they do that... It gets real cool, and there's like a lot of slow mo. Oh yeah, it, it's slow mo. It has <laughs> yeah. dizzying editing as well. It's it it very <laughs> it's much very weirdly edited. Breaks yeah. out of its mold when it comes to the big battle bot sequence. <laughs> the big the big finale. Um, I have a note here, which is uh, one of the more serious notes, less of a random like, hey, check this out note. Um, so uh, this movie. Like a lot of movies that we've seen, including a couple of sketches or like shorts that you and I have participated in, um, suffer from like, this is a sketch premise more than it is a short or a movie premise. Okay, got it. Like, I have to seduce a guy, but where do I get a virgin that's smart and like cute robotics camp? And then it ends with like, this. this is like a fake movie that would be playing in the background of another movie is what i'm saying like if they okay. wanted to do cuz they cuz if they were doing cuz if you were watching like i don't know uh what's a goofy a goofy comic like 21 jump street or whatever and like in the background they're like what movie are you watching oh it's this rom-com uh about a girl that falls for a guy that's in battle bots and you're like huh that's weird <laughs> that's a weird dumb movie and it is, and this one is a weird, dumb movie. And I just thought that I was very, when your movie, when the premise of your movie sounds more like a fake movie than a real movie, you've got yourself some issues. Probably, most likely. <laughs> I mean, a rom com yeah. set in battle bots. Like, who had this idea, man? <laughs> it's very weird. It, well, again, if if they went for more of a book smart type of vibe less of big bang theory it could have worked <laughs> yeah i could have worked maybe yeah yeah um the, just another... a, a random note is that everyone says obvio microbio in this film and i think they do that because yeah. they're nerds they do that because they're nerds yeah um or like that's their perception of nerds um there is one character in this movie that i wrote down as scaredy boy there's one actor in this movie who looks <laughs> who looks unbelievably shocked the entire movie. It's the right. guy with short hair and a short beard. And the whole movie, he's scared or worried about something. Or, like, you can see it in his face that he's not, he's not having a, a very relaxing time. He just took a bunch of Adderall, and he's just like, What are we going to do? Like, the entire movie, he's like that. He looks like that the whole movie. We need to I was build very a, disturbed. Yeah, he, we need to build a new robot, and then he pops a couple Adderall and goes, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, we need to build a robot. Why? What are we doing?" <laughs> very weird. Yeah. This this weird side story going on in the background. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then there's, oh yeah, Laurentina rushes into a bathroom with a boy, and the dude pulls a lightsaber out of his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like nerds do. Easy, but yeah, nerds. Well, I mean, Pat, where else would you put your yeah. lightsaber? I mean, 
I can't tell you how many times I've been making out with a girl, and I had to take. I mean, my my underwear lightsaber was just getting in the way. You know, like I can't tell you how many times I've been thwarted <laughs> by the by the good old lightsaber wiener. <laughs> I mean, she probably went like, "Is that a lightsaber? Or are you just happy to see me?" <laughs> yeah, and it was both. It was both. That's the bad part. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah, um, that entire fight scene is very weird. Like, they do a punch that is not at all believable. Like, terrible stunt work. Just like, very weird stunt work. Oh, uh, then... oh, 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 yeah. Well, we, we have to say there's a plot point where some one, one of the robotics people is hosting a party. And then yes. the, 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 the main character and her two friends show up. And they sort of flip the party upside down. It's At, at first, people are playing Which, video games way, and chess. And yeah. and the violin and someone's <laughs> playing the violin, correct? Someone's playing so the violin, weird. and then they get somebody, some people in, and they start drinking and popping caffeine pills. That's also true. They start popping caffeine pills, and uh, you know that's how you get a party turned, man. I have two friends who used to pop caffeine pills in high school. Yeah, at parties. And yeah, th yeah, those yeah. people will then go on to not sleep for three days. But I mean, <laughs> those people would then have heart palpitations and anxiety for the rest of the week. <laughs> if they react to caffeine in the way I do, then they just had a just like <laughs> their heartbeat in the sides of their forehead and just like need to step on grass. So the anxiety goes away. Um, but then yeah, anyway, very... there's there's a nerd talking to a woman. And this woman then goes to her boyfriend and says, oh, this dude is talking to me. And then he says, oh, you talking to my chick? And then he punches him in the face. And that causes yeah. a massive brawl to come out, out come out of this party. And that's what you meant when you said the punches don't quite look right. Yeah, it doesn't. That first punch in particular does not look right. And I mean, if you're punching Machine Gun Kelly... You gotta make it believable, you know what I mean? Like, they're punching nerdy Machine Gun Kelly, and it does not look well, like there's... He looks like he punches the air, which is what he's doing. But he's he's a nerd, but he's this nerd is also, you know, shaped like Machine Gun Kelly, which he has the, the <laughs> chest width of a fucking Adonis, and arms that are built up with muscle as well, so... Yeah. He wouldn't just but drop he, like a fly, is what, all, all, all I'm saying. But again, he, like, pops out of, like the huge house that apparently the three girls are living in. We'll get into that in a second. He pops out of the house with like a trendy sports coat with like words on it and like a cool haircut. And I'm like, this is Machine Gun Kelly. Like Machine Gun Kelly just popped out of this house. <laughs> but it's, he's Machine Gun Kelly before his rena renaissance, before he became very popular again. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um... Uh, that in that same fight, like the two leads of the movie are having like a candid convo outside of the house with like the fight going on in the background. I'm like, this is the campiest shit I've ever seen. And then, then he he notices the fight, even though it's been loudly raging in the house for like an, yeah. a good amount of minutes. Their candid and then he's conversation like, oh, no. is over, and then he goes, "Oh my God, there's a fight!" And it's been going on for a <laughs> <Yeah>. while. <laughs> It's it's oh it's been going on man like we all know this. It's very weird. Um, oh yeah. Uh uh yeah I like the weird jets and sharks robotics rivalry. I thought that was fun. 
there's uh, there's a, a point where you know the main character's plan gets discovered and exposed and she i well according to the film she becomes a trending topic and people are making memes about her yeah which is not how memes first of all those memes that are 2012 happen, memes first of all that just wouldn't happen i think yeah, and also they'd use like Rage Comics and Bad Luck Brian. <laughs> and, like you like the year they made this in twenty seventeen so it could be released in twenty eighteen. Like these are twenty twelve memes. Very yeah. funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then again, a lot of films get meme culture wrong, so A lot of films. Uh except Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is a very good use of internet culture. There you go. Um yeah, a uh, serious note. This is more a loose collection of cliche scenes than a movie. Or what a nerdy sixth grader would write as like his fantasy of like, a heart girl comes to my robotics class and falls in love with me, and also I'm a genius with abs in the swim team? Man, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be wouldn't nice? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> if a girl came seeking my virginity... And I was also a robotics master, and also super ripped, bro. Hell yeah! This, this, I mean, there, there are certain bits that I think are really funny. I think the genuine bits should have probably, I don't know, maybe felt a bit more real, because it's it, like everyone behaves like they're in high school, but they're in college, and yeah, very weird. Everyone who's supposed to be a nerd, you know, um, again, nerds, nerds, <laughs> there, there's, we, we come in shapes and sizes, nerds, right? We come in all shapes and shapes. Like shapes I'm, and sizes. I'm stunningly, I am stunningly handsome, but I'm still a huge nerd about a lot of things. You there know what I go. mean? So like, yeah, but these, but yeah, they, the, this the, movie these, pretends these movie like nerds, you can't be a nerd. <sighs> Yeah. These movie nerds, yeah. <laughs> and then there's that's the conceit of uh, Booksmart in the first ten minutes, where one of one of the uh, one of the girls that, that is up for valedictorian is like, "Oh, you guys didn't have a life outside of studying? I do. Yeah. What 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 is what happened to you guys? <laughs> yeah. Bo Booksmart um, is Booksmart is the emancipation of the cliche nerd, the cliche yeah. female movie nerd. And yeah, pretty good. This this, pretty good this movie. film this film hasn't quite gotten there yet. I feel. Yeah, the, it needed a couple of years for uh, Booksmart to roll around, <laughs> and then uh, Olivia Wilde's sophomore effort, uh, "Don't Worry, Darling," which is not nearly as good. Um, hmm. uh, I have a, a couple of notes that start with the words "Holy shit." The first one is. Holy shit, that house is massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, and the, the main character and her two friends live in this massive house, and we don't <laughs> yeah. know why, and uh, we don't know what they do or how they can afford it. You know, the classic friends dilemma. It's like the Barbie mansion, and it's not like even like they live in a big apartment, all three of them, which I would have been fine with. It's a movie, you know what I mean? But they live in like a mansion with like a, like a uniformed like maid, like a domestic worker, that's got like the maid uniform and everything and they have enough money to afford that huge ass TV that they watch TV on like they have a huge TV room and all the decorations and all the modern furniture and stuff very insane exceedingly insane very very weird it's a huge house um another holy shit statement 
holy shit, that room is massive. And by the room, I mean the, the room, room that machine... In the dorm room that Machine Gun Kelly is playing video games in. He's, like, in a robe. Oh. And it's not even a dorm. It's, like, his room, and he lives with his mom or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his house. Now, the uh, main love interest guy, he lives in a massive dorm. Like, probably the most a expensive dorm, dorm room you can get at the university. It's yeah, huge. He, it's on par with uh, Riri Williams' uh, dorm room in MIT in Black Panther 2. But equally as ridiculous at least riri williams has a roommate we don't know about this dude no she doesn't she, oh, she she's doesn't? in the room al- really she, she has a she has a dorm room to herself she has a huge dorm room that's like an apartment in itself i thought i remembered seeing a second bed in riri williams's room but i guess no she just has like I'm a she just has like a tall bed she has like an elevated oh, okay. bed okay yeah uh and then the third holy shit statement is Holy shit, she broke into Machine Gun Kelly's house. <laughs> she just appeared in his room. She just appeared and you in his even... room. Yeah. And Machine Gun Kelly even says, like, Mom, why did you... <laughs> Mom, there's an intruder in our house. And she's like, no. She's, like, in her, like, uh, lingerie with, like, a, well, with, like, she's, a trench she's wearing, coat on She's top. wearing a trench coat, so she would have shown up, she's... knocked out, knocked on the door. <laughs> the mom would have gone, oh... My nerd son with a chest whip of an Adonis has a has a woman coming over. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just let her in and do and let my son go to work. Yeah, but she's wearing like the universal costume for women that want to seduce dudes, which is just like a trench coat tightly wrapped around you, like you're Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> and yeah, she just sneaks upstairs, and then that's a good bit that she's like trying to seduce him, and he's like, "No, you want to play games?" And she's like. Oh yeah, I guess I'll play the video game. That sounds yeah, like no, that I sounds mean, so- the the guy the guy goes I'll well the plan is for him for Machine Gun Kelly to leave Paula alone so that Paula can try and seduce the actual love interest of the film and uh <laughs> and and yeah, exactly. He goes, "Well, I'll only do I I I'll only do it if we play." And then she says, typical, all men want to play. And then she opens her trench coat and sort of gets into a, a, a sexy pose. But then the guy hands her a controller. It's like, <laughs> you do know how to play, right? And then she, she closes her trench coat and goes, obviously, duh. And then you know, she starts <laughs> clicking on the controller. And then, and then they start dating, which means she beat him at that video game. <laughs> she won at that video game. Because later in the movie, Machine Gun Kelly pops out of her house of, like, the Barbie mansion with, like, his Machine Gun Kelly attire. And you're like, wait, did she win at that video game? Or did she just, like, sex him up real good? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, one of those two things happened. Either either way is fine for those characters specifically. Good for (laughs) those fictional people. Either way, it's very funny. Um, I I have another note here. Even if you're the daughter of a guy they named the university wing after, you can't just enroll into a robotics class. A like, robotics workshop. Via wa- a workshop. A robotics wa- workshop via walk-in. Like, she just walked in. She's like, can I be in this course? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I know who your dad was. It's like, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's not like the dad is like a donor at a at the university. Like he's like he's first of all he's ghost dad, so he's not given any money. Hmm. But like also like what? <laughs> what are you doing, man? 
Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna package this with a with a nice little fun fact. I don't know how Mexican universities work in that very specific <laughs> sense. If you can enroll yeah. class, that's basically impossible without paying like a full tuition fee. That's expensive as hell at a private university in Mexico. Yeah, workshops I imagine would be easier, but again, I, I'm not aware of a place that does that kind of stuff. Yeah, in terms of the for university, this movie to work, yeah, for this movie to work, they have she has to be the daughter of a robotics guy that they named a wing of the university after, in which robotics stuff is happening. So she's familiar with the installation, with what happens in there. Like, they, they made this very weird, ridiculous, specific situation up so the movie can happen. But also, it's a corner that they wrote themselves into, which is very strange. Exactly. Fun fact, um, so I I had to watch this film once again for, for a college class that I, that I took. <laughs> um, yeah. The conceit was you have to watch every Mexican release every week. Yeah. So that's why I saw this. I, I paid for it and saw it in theaters. And <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. after seeing it, my lecturer said, fun fact, guys, this movie almost shot at our university. And no one went, Whoa, really? What? No one went, really? No one did. It's just that, yeah, yeah they, they approach. It's not a fun fact. Exactly, it's just a fact. Fun fact. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they apparently approached the former, I guess, headmaster. And the headmaster then went to my lecturer because they had a very close relationship. And then the yeah. lecturer somehow made it so that they wouldn't shoot at the university. <laughs> that's that's a more fun fact than the fact he gave you. Um, so uh, another note. Uh, we have to start just shooting up random notes. Um, she rubs herself in bacon. And then she kisses the dude. And the dude is like... The dude immediate, doesn't immediately go, you taste like bacon. <laughs> like, she... Like, he does this whole thing of like, do you smell bacon too? Like, do you smell that? Like... Do you smell... Yeah. No, she... She's she's got bacon in her bra or something. Like, she, she has Under bacon. Under her armpits. Like, she smells like bacon. You know this, dude. And I, and I get that she's pretty. But... If she's that pretty, like, most dudes would react like, I can't mention that she smells like bacon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't mention the smell at all because I'm making out with her and she's yeah, cute. Well, yeah, with, with someone who you're getting familiar with, who you're getting to know, if, if you really like that person, you would, you would ignore the fact. You know, in, in a longer relationship, you'd probably go after kissing, like, by the way, your your mouth smells terrible, but I'm gonna kiss you anyway. That kind of stuff. But they're yeah, not and there they yet. Even, they're not there they yet. They wouldn't even say it. He would just be like, mentally be like, she clearly smells like bacon, but I'm I'm not gonna miss out on the sweet kissing. And she then gets attacked by a, a few dogs, which I would have I would have <laughs> yeah. liked to see on camera, but I understand why they decided not to. So they just like smear her up in filth. For the scenes that happen later. Exactly. Um, uh, I have another note. Laurentina, the friend of the main love interest, yeah. uh, reminds me of the villain from Sky High. <laughs> She's very much. She looks a lot like Warren, like um, like Royal Pain, 
but she also looks a lot like Rosalia, and I was very distracted for the entire movie. Just like she looks like if Rosalia played um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in Sky High, as in singer Rosalia, Spanish singer. Yes, she looks a little like Rosalia. Okay, I I honestly don't see the resemblance, but I, a I, bit. I do, I, I do I'm not see saying she's... I do see the 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 sky high bit. That one I see very clearly. Rosalia, not as much. It's it was both bits, and I couldn't stop thinking about them. And while we're on the friend, she did nothing wrong this whole movie, and they try to put her as like she's an obstacle to this wonderful love story that's about to happen at the BattleBots, and she's like clearly just looking out for her friend because the situation that this woman is walking into is very suspicious and oh, it's very sure. strange and she's right to be suspicious of her like and like uh she hacks the phone which again movie hacking she just plugs it into a computer exactly um but it's more believable that she's able to hack than like one of her friends you know what i mean um okay and then they share a moment at the subway where she's like, where like, it was very funny. Pao was like, you should use makeup. And the other one is like, you know what? You're a good person. Here's my subway card. Here's my <laughs> subway like, okay. card. Monetarily, <laughs> that me. doesn't match up. A subway card with a bunch of money on it, a lot more valuable than makeup. I mean, in day to day, maybe, but like, depends if your job is like makeup user. I don't know. Yeah, but like, in, in this specific scenario, for the movie, for the but movie. It, but it was just the framing of like, hey, you know what you would, you know what you need in your life? Makeup? I would slap that woman. <laughs> I would slap that person just that, like, yeah, what that, did you say? I mean, it's it, it feels kind of regressive. It doesn't... And then, the, and then she walks into the next scene, presumably with the makeup on, and like, she just like puts her glasses up and puts her hair back and then she's like oh look at how sexy i am like Hi. that's the next scene yeah very weird yeah um dude do you have anything else or i have something to that, that i think it's fitting it's something from the ending to close out yeah plan v i have i have just random notes and then we'll go to your ending notes sure. um she wears heels in a pool um well i mean if she, she was wearing heels beforehand jumped in the pool with the heels still yeah yeah on. yeah but still like i mean if you're if you're gonna do robotic stuff the whole night even if you're trying to keep up the appearance of just being an it girl um you you need to crack off them heels at some point man um Fair. the line it's like i'm lying to him no, you're ex it's exactly like that it's not like that it is that <laughs> you're lying to him you were using him for for sexy times. Um, Ghost Dad, in all caps, because I love me some Ghost Dad. I loved it in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I love it in this movie. Um, and he comes Luis, up with a solution uh, for the film. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Luis abandons his friend at the ending for a girl. And all I could think about is, like, I like this guy before he, like, betrayed his homie for this girl he just met. Um, also, he says the whole, like... I'm a virgin because I was waiting for someone special. You've known this woman for a month, man. <laughs> you, you don't know anything about her. She Kool-Aid manned into your life. And you're like, I think you're the one for me. <laughs> it's, it's very weird. Yeah, based on what we see, based on what we get to see, 
him saying, oh yeah, this is someone special, suspect at the very least. Yeah, uh, the VFX are very funny, particularly at the end when when Feminator is shocking the scorpion robot. Very <sighs> funny. Um, the bot fight has a lot of a lot of budget, and then I checked, and there's a lot of like signing signs that are above it. Maybelline is sponsoring the bot fight, and I was yeah. like, "What? <laughs> Why yeah, are you doing and, this?" And uh, the the department store Liverpool as well. Yeah, um, and then it, my notes just end with, wow, this movie is real weird. And right before the movie, it's, the movie itself ends, we have the reunification between Paola and the main love interest. The, yes. the entire stadium is cleared out. They're in the middle of the robot fighting arena. They have a yeah, kiss, yeah, yeah. and we cut to a wide shot where you can see them kissing on the Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm, and I'm just asking myself, who left the Jumbotron on? Who left the multiple camera setup on? Who's, <laughs> yeah. who's wasting electricity and equipment and potentially <laughs> racking up a higher rental bill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very strange. I also, um, yeah, the, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just me, right? Kiss The kiss up close, much more romantic than the kiss on the Jumbotron. That's just me. I mean, who the fuck yeah. am I? I guess, look, if, I, if I'm if i going to conclude on this movie, it's, it's generic enough that you know how the movie is going to happen, but it's also weird and specific enough for you to be, like, at, like, shocked in the sense of, like, wow, this is weird consistently, like, through the entire movie, you're aware of how strange the movie is, but you're also aware of how generic it is. And I can't think of another movie that does that for me. So, like, well, cool. Well done, I mean, Plan it's, B. It's exactly like making a waffle in a waffle iron, but the batter has, like, a marble effect in it. So <laughs> it, yeah. it is in the shape of a generic waffle, but it has multiple colors in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. An amazing you, like, you know what analogy. it is. You know what it is, but you also are like, I don't know what this is going to taste like. But you know what it's going to taste like, but you don't know. Exactly. Um, Max, this has been a very fun conversation to have. But before we leave, we need to define what movie is going to take this movie's place. We've done two bad Mexican movies in a row for this particular category. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a German a German movie that more people should see, like Plan B. Oh, boy. Okay. This is interesting. Let me think about it for a second. Uh, While Max thinks about it, we just want to remind you to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to The Bomb Shelter. We promise we're trying to figure out how to do a video version of this show. When we do it, we'll make a YouTube channel and all the corresponding arrangements. Um, but for now, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, like, share it, tell your friend, tell another friend, tell a third friend. Don't tell a fourth friend. But just tell your three friends to mention it to another three friends so we get a nice pay-it-forward situation. And by pay-it-forward, I do mean that movie in which the kid from The Sixth Sense gets stabbed at the end, which is insane. <laughs> Equally insane ending to a movie. Oh, I thought I was going to be able to order 50 by 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 uh, pizzas, <laughs> 100 tots, 
and so on and so yeah. on on your dime. Is that not what we're doing then? I mean, we could do that, but on our own time. Okay, good. So the film that I'm, the German film that I'm going to put up on the poll is a film called Manta Manta. It's a German street racing film from the 80s, yeah. I think. No, from the 90s. Hell yeah. From the early 90s. Oh, hell yeah. It stars uh, Till Schweiger, who is one of the more infamous oh, yeah. uh, German movie people now, uh, not for the best reasons. And uh, he's yeah, also in *Inglorious Bastards*. It's a, right? it's a cult classic. It's uh, it's about people who race with a specific model of a German car brand called the Opel Manta. That's why it's Manta Manta. Interesting. So we're gonna replace Plan V with Manta Manta this week. Yeah. Uh, Max, we're gonna go now. <laughs> we're finishing okay. this now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>